Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Lisa Govro. Lisa is on a covert mission to infiltrate your everyday food and drink experience with healing herbs with her big heart tea company. Hi, Lisa. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on today. Totally appreciate it. So I've never met you. Our buddy Amanda from HEC told me about you. And I went on your website and I started stalking you a little bit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> your tea company is awesome. Talk about it. What? what how did you even start on this? Thank you. Yeah. So um, I started making tea back in 2012. And it really started out of spite actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Well, I, um, so I had done a lot of um, education and discovery around healing herbs. Um, I was living on a yoga ashram, actually, in Sedona, Arizona, where I studied um, Ayurveda, which is um, the sister science to yoga, and it's all about using food as medicine. Right. Um, but while I was on that path, um, I rediscovered or learned deeper um, about turmeric, um, which is this like wonderful herb that we know and love from Indian cuisine and um, a lot of culinary fare. Um, but also I learned more about the medicinal properties of it. And as I started to learn about how magical this herb was, I became like I got more and more and more mad at the health and wellness industry um, for not talking to everyday people about the magic healing powers of this herb. And so that's why I um, originally started the company was just to find a way to talk really simply and plainly to everyday folks who are my neighbors about ways that you can improve your overall health and well-being through herbs. And you have a, a tea. That yes. has yes, you have a tea that has turmeric in it, mm -hmm. correct? So I am a I I am a huge believer in the healing properties of tea, and and I and I've actually I will tell you I use something called um, cough away tea that is you don't need mucinex if you have cough away tea, mm -hmm. and I also think it's great for allergy season. It's so helpful for allergy season, better than any medicine I've ever taken. But tell me about your teas. Like, what kind of healing teas? You guys, you have healing teas. Yeah. So, like I said, we are on a covert mission. So, we don't talk very overtly about the healing properties of each one of our blends. But every blend is blended with a certain energetic purpose in mind. So, like, going back to the Cup of Sunshine, which is our turmeric tea. It's our flagship tea. Um, that tea is really great for respiratory health. It's good for digestive support. It's immune building. Um, and every ingredient in the cup of sunshine is anti-inflammatory. So that's just like one example of some healing properties. Um, another one is our cup of love, which is um, a rose tea. It's just rose and Tulsi, which is otherwise known as holy basil. Right. Um, and rose is just like a very nurturing, heartwarming herb. And actually that tea is blended for heart health. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you actually went to India and we're like those tea leaves will work. Yes. I mean you like you like did you you researched this. Yeah, so actually we went to India last fall on an exploratory mission. We were traveling with our importer. Um, so we flew into uh, Mumbai and we're in the big city for a few days for some tea meetings. And then um, we took a little plane over to the other side of the country um, and spent the rest of our time about a week and a half in Darjeeling, um, which is a remote tea growing region and um, right on the border of Nepal and China and India. Okay. Um, it's in the state of West Bengal. 
That's so cool. All right. So I will admit openly that I didn't, I could like walk across a, a, I could see a tea leaf growing and not have a clue what it looked like. What do they look like? Um, well, they are leaves. I mean, it's, um, there's nothing really sort of, um, indicative of a tea leaf. Um, it's has a glossy look to it. Um, the pluckers as they call them, they're always looking for two leaves in a bud. So you would want like a a partially, um, a a bud, like, so a partially, uh, blossomed leaf. Okay. Um, and then there are little white flowers that you'll see on tea plants, but those are actually not something that you want to see on a tea plant. So like in a well-groomed tea field, you wouldn't see any tea flowers. They take those all out so that the the tea can continue to grow. And then after they go and they pluck the tea leaves, is there, what's the process? Um, so it's different for each type of tea. So um, teas range from green teas to um, black teas to puerh teas, very dark, um, actually um, <clears throat> highly oxidized teas. And so the process is quite different um, depending on which one you're doing. So like, for example, if you were doing a green tea and you were in Japan, um, you would probably, um, you would pick your leaves, you would let them wither. That's the most important step. A lot of tea connoisseurs will say the withering process is the most important step. Okay. And that's basically laying all the teas out on a sheet or um, under um, a um, like screen a, okay. so that they can get air. Um, and that process can... it depends on what type of tea and who's processing it, how long that how long that lasts. But after the withering process, then you would go into production. Um, and then that's sort of on the uh, tea maker's choice on how they're going to produce the tea, if they're going to roll it or hand twist it. Um, and then they um, finish it. And in Japanese teas, they traditionally finish the tea by steaming them. Okay. Whereas like other regions would do a pan fire or some sort of roast to finish the tea. So is the difference between green and black and white and all those different teas, is it, does it have to do with the withering process or does it have to do with the tea leaf? Um, neither. So they all have a withering process and they all have the same tea. So all teas come from the same leaf. Really? Um, yeah, it's really okay, about... Okay, see, I totally <laughs> didn't know this. I thought there was like, well, that is for blah, blah, blah tea and this kind is for whatever. I had no... Really? Yeah, so there is um, a, a pretty big distinction between tea and herbs. So like most tea people would not appreciate herbal blends being referred to as tea. Gotcha. Um, So like there's that distinction. So like herbs, um, if you're talking to like a tea connoisseur, herbal blends would be considered more teasons. And then teas are actual um, teas that are produced from tea leaf that have caffeine. um, Gotcha. And they're from the Camellia sinensis plant or some some version of that. And so um, what distinguishes a tea from green to oolong to black to pu'er is really the level of oxidization that um, occurs. And so that's the the um, amount of time that the leaf is, a withered leaf is exposed to air before it's finished. Really? Yeah. You learn something new <laughs> every day. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with Lisa. Okay, and so we are back. So you were going to, uh, during the break, we were talking something about the chai. We were mm-hmm. kidding about, is there a chai leaf? But mm-hmm. you were like, oh, that's a thing. So tell yeah. us. 
Well, okay, so um, chai is a certain blend of tea that a lot of people like. Um, it's very popular in the U.S. It's a spicy, um, usually a really um, spicy heating beverage. Right. Um, but chai in India means tea. And so if you ask for a chai, then like you're just asking for like a I cup want of tea. tea. All right. So uh, when I was traveling over there last fall... The farmers thought it was really funny that we say chai tea because that's basically like saying chai, chai chai or gotcha. tea tea. <laughs> chai chai. I don't know. I kind of like it. I think we should call it chai chai. <laughs> so, yeah, because we think of it as cinnamon and all the different. I mean, I can't remember all the spices and I think it's different mm-hmm. for each brand or what have you. But that's how we think about mm-hmm. it. It's just spice tea, yeah. basically, right? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. All right. Got you. So... Um, and then herbal tea is no caffeine because it just has herbs, different herbs in it. But then how do you feel about the teas? Like if it's like peach mango and, you know, is that's just using peels or, well, chemical stuff for some people, right? But <laughs> Yeah, actually, so we don't, all of our teas are all natural. Mm-hmm. So we don't do any added flavors or um, we don't do fruit teas. And largely because it's um, pretty difficult to extract flavor from an all natural fruit product right? Um, in a tea. And so a lot of those like peach mango teas that you're getting at the grocery store are flavored. right? And the flavoring process is pretty um, is pretty industrial and right. maybe something that you probably don't want to be consuming. <laughs> okay, no more peach mango tea for me. <laughs> I would say no. <laughs> so um, when when you decided to, I mean, you took this on, went to India to figure out where to get your leaves and do this whole process. Do you make the tea, or do the do you import the tea leaves and then? put together all the ingredients. All right, got you. Yeah, absolutely. So we source ingredients from all over the world and we um, blend them right here in St. Louis. And so everything is hand blended. All of our recipes are proprietary, which means that we created them. Um, And then we distribute out. And so we currently sell in about 43 states nationwide. I noticed. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Been a lot of hard work. <laughs> yeah, but that's amazing. When I was at your website, I was like, oh my gosh, this tea is everywhere. It's right here in St. Louis, you know, local company to us, but you've got the tea going to so and and are you looking for a particular place? Like, is there a certain feel to the places where your tea is? Are they more independent type tea shops or gift shops or Yeah, actually, so our strategy is pretty grassroots at this point. Um, as a small company, we haven't secured any national distribution. Um, so as a way to prove to buyers that we are market competitive, we've been going into um, small boutiques and working with um, coffee shops. So we sell a lot to third wave um, specialty coffee shops and cafes as well. Um, and so we've been working directly with small business owners throughout the country to get our tea on their shelves and to educate them about our product. And hopefully that will lead to some some bigger deals in the future. That's so amazing. I love it. <laughs> so do you drink your tea every day? Yeah, we actually, we have, um, <laughs> so at the facility, we have big heart tea moments in the morning where um, we'll all sort of stand around before shift and have some tea as just like a way to start the day. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, then throughout the day, the kettle's always on. And um, and and how many people? We have seven people on staff. Wow. So um, three people in production, and that's um, where the heaviest lift is in our 
Gotcha. In our business. All right. And where'd the name come from? Um, Big Heart Tea. So it's actually um, somewhat political. It, um, so, All right. Let's go there. Here we go. Um, Here we go. Political <laughs> stuff. Everybody hang on. Um, it actually resulted um, after sort of um, November, a really sad day in November 2016. Um, we After um, the general election, I was listening to Hil- Hillary Clinton's concession speech. And um, at that time, I was sort of wavering on if I was going to shut my business down, which was formerly known as Retrailer Tea, um, which was just a local tea company, um, or if I was going to work really hard and expand nationally. And um, I was listening to Hillary Clinton's concession speech, and she made a comment very simply that she had a big heart for all of her supporters. And in a very ugly crying moment, I was like, I I have a big heart too. <laughs> and um, then I just sort of thought on that for a while and um, noticed, you know, family and friends and a lot of infighting and a lot of... Um, a lot of hurt and a lot of pain on on all sides of the political spectrum and thought that we could use our company as a way to help people heal, but not just to heal, but um, tea has a very expansive property to it. So um, even just sitting with a cup of tea with somebody who maybe doesn't share the same political views as you um, can really open up a lot of um, honest, um, truthful conversation. Wow. Uh, that's a cool story, though. <laughs> I love it. Does Hillary know that you have this tea? No, she doesn't. I've thought so many times about sending her a little gift set, but why not? I know. Hillary, I did this for you. I know. You should know about it. Yeah. I mean, and it's a good thing. It's tea. It's not, you know, right? You, you should at least tweet it. <laughs> <laughs> just mention, I, you know, I, oh, I, I had someone ask me just recently about. They want to be. They wanted to be seen on a bigger stage, and the thought was, "Well, can't we just mention so and so in a tweet, like a big celebrity person?" I was like, "It doesn't work like that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They're not going to pay attention to you. They've got like <laughs> they got like a whole crew of people that are, you know, publicity people that are like, no, 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 no. You got to come to them with a plan, and you know, here's here's why you should support us or be a part of us, right? You know what I mean? But well, you never know." Yeah, I mean, she's a pretty busy lady, so she kind of is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably she's got a lot going on, from yeah. what I hear, yeah. from what I know. So, so then as we move forward with all the political craziness that that we see every day, um, you know, there's. Do you think to yourself, let's just get back to heart? Let's just get back to heart. I think this a lot. Like, can, you know, let this, let's be more loving. Right. Like, I feel like we are all so much more similar than we are different. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't think that RT is, is necessarily the, the best messenger for that. And I don't know what is the best messenger for that. But I hope that at least um, people can have some open conversations with a, a hot cup of hand. Some of us to keep talking about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to take another break and we'll be right back. Okay, and we are back with Lisa. So it's question time. Are you ready? I'm ready. 
So I love the name Big Heart Tea, but were there you? I was going to ask you if you had any any other potential choices for names for your company. Did you? Um, I kind of wanted to do like Mom's Tea or something like that that would like have some sort of loving, nurturing component to it. I mean, we went around for almost six months going back and forth with names. Right. I can't even remember at this but point. But where did Retrail or what you said you had a, what, where'd that come from? Yeah, that was like the worst name in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, what, what does that mean? Um, well, good question. Um, no, so we initially started selling tea out of a trailer. So we had a 1969 wigwam ah. camper trailer that I had restored and turned into a mobile tea parlor. Oh, how fun. Yeah, it's actually parked outside of our facility now. So you can drive by Texas and Winnebago and check it out. Oh, cool. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so initially we were going to be sort of a natural grocery on wheels. And so gotcha. a retailer or a retrailer, that's how the name started. Got ya. Um, as we got further into our business planning, I realized that I needed to just focus on one thing. And so I chose tea to focus on tea. Cool. So I want to go back to to your trailer. Mm-hmm. So did, were you going to be like like a food truck? You could be like a tea trailer? Kind yeah. of thing. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. The idea was that we were going to travel up and down the Mississippi, um, selling tea out of our trailers. Very dreamy. I love it. <laughs> I like it though. I think I think you should bring it back at some point. Okay, so we're close to Halloween. What? Which one of your teas should we watch during a horror movie? Oh, jeez. <laughs> should you should you drink during a horror should movie? You, well, right. Okay, well, maybe it's better to drink tea than other things during yeah. a horror movie. Some of those are just, ugh. Yeah, maybe the calm your tummy. Oh, that's yeah. good. Depending on what kind of horror movie you're watching, you might want to sort of like <laughs> calm, your, calm tummy. your tummy a little bit before You should going do there. little, you know, that could be the thing you give the kids for their <laughs> treats, you know, just like, here, calm your tummy, child. Don't yeah. watch those scary movies without this tea we'd never get a trick-or-treater again <laughs> <laughs> like lame where's my candy bar lady <laughs> so all right when it comes to when it comes to you know the the whole tea process for your i mean i i i can't imagine how the process works i mean i'm understanding the plucking the withering i've learned new new tea words mm-hmm. i'm so up on my mm-hmm. my tea isms but how many people really touch that tea before it gets into your cup Right. That's a great question. So talking about supply chain, which is something that we're all hot on right now, um, at least at Big Heart. Um, So the the touch is really important thing to keep in mind. And I can't really put a number to it exactly. um, But I will tell you a little bit about the people who are working in the fields. Um, So and that's who we largely are advocating for with our direct trade model. Um, It's a little bit it's like fair trade plus, right. um, plus, plus, plus maybe. Um, so um, as we've been sourcing teas for about the last six years, we've noticed that the system is pretty old and dusty and um, probably really similar to how the Silk Road operated years and years and years ago, yeah, yeah. only with technology. Um, and so... Um, the, the pickers are, are largely women working in the field, um, and they're usually um, on the bottom of the supply chain, the lowest paid um, folks in the industry. And so that's why it's so important for us to work um, directly with farmers, not just so that we can ensure that their workers are um, being paid a fair wage, but also that they have the um, equipment and um, everything that they need to do their job. Right. So in the industry, um, in some of the larger states um, that we don't buy tea from, um, the work 
working conditions are, are fairly um, inhumane. So um, workers are working um, almost barefoot or um, because their sandals um, keep slipping off in a, a really temperate, humid field. Right. And so um, they default to working barefoot or sometimes um, even putting plastic bags over their feet. Um, but that is largely Ugh. an effort to protect them from leeches. Oh, um, Because my gosh. in the field, there are leeches um, because some tea fields are really moist and humid and, and temperate. Gotcha. Um, and so, like, sort of that knowledge is, is sort of shock jockey. We don't talk about it a lot um, right. because how do you talk about leeches when you're trying to sell tea? Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> but um, when, so we want to just, um, you know, talk to our customers about the importance of knowing your supply chain and um, trusting who you're buying from. And so we lead with heart. We lead with big heart and everything we do and um, try to do the right thing whenever possible. And I, I, I think I love that so much. And it's so hard. I mean, unless a company puts it out there, this is how we do things. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. And I have a whole thing about um, celebrating food, drink, what have you, with all the people that have touched it. That mm-hmm. you know that it's it's bringing nourishment to mm-hmm. them and their families, and mm-hmm. what you, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You want that absolutely. And you guys are really standing behind that, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think that the thinking behind it is that if people are using our tea to heal in a very intimate way, we wanted to ensure that the whole supply chain had access to those opportunities as well so that our product isn't damaging communities or ecosystems and it's process to help heal our community locally. I love it. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. where do people buy your tea then? I mean, in St. Louis, there's a number of places. Yes. I noticed there's like a lot of places yeah. in St. Louis, which yes. makes sense since you're here. Yay, St. Louis <laughs> people for selling the tea. But and they can also get it online. Yeah, online is the best place. Um, and um, we usually ship out pretty fast. Um, not as fast as Amazon. But um, <laughs> yeah, and if you'd like to see us in a grocery store, like please talk to your grocery manager and, and try and get us in there. Because, Why don't you have big heart tea yeah, here? exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I mean, so what, what's your uh, website? It's bigheartea.com. Cool. And what are some other teas you have? We heard Sunshine. We know about the tummy one for mm-hmm. watching the horror movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what else do you have? Yeah. So we actually have a new product, a new turmeric product that we released about six months ago. It's called the Sunshine Dust. And um, that's actually a very intensive um, product that we make in-house. So we take whole ingredient and we just pulverize it. Um so much. So it's a triple stone milled turmeric um, powder, similar to matcha. So it was developed in the really? line of matcha. Oh, um, cool. So it's not 100% water soluble due to the the nature of its all natural ingredients. Right. Um, but we have the smallest particle size that we could ever possibly achieve with turmeric, ginger, lemongrass, and peppercorn. And so it's um, developed for golden milk, um, making golden milks at right. home. Right. But it also we have a ton of recipes on our website and on Pinterest for different like culinary applications as well. And so in addition to that sunshine dust, we have a whole sunshine line that's coming out um, in November. And um, so we blended the sunshine dust uh, with matcha. And then we also have a, a cacao sunshine as well. Ooh, yum. Yes. That sounds amazing. So do you need a whisker? Like one of those little whiskey things to make it work for the golden milk? That's the best. Um, okay. Otherwise, you could just uh, put it in a Nutribullet. That's also a really good way if you wanted to do it iced. You could okay. mix it really well with that. Um, or you could just do it the old-fashioned way and, and use a spoon or a fork. Or, I mean, we are not too, super fancy people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so get it done. Whatever you got. <laughs> yeah. Just drink it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. This has been quite the education on tea. I had no idea. I 
I feel better now. I like feel like I know what I'm talking about. Excellent. Well, awesome. Thank you for having us. All right. Well, thank you. You guys have been listening to Lisa from Big Heart Tea. Go get some tea. And don't forget to go to iTunes and subscribe to Mishmash. Have a good one. Love you all. Bye.